Hello everyone, and welcome back to Totally Trans Roleplaying Games, a podcast all about the joys of solo tabletop RPGs. I'm Or the Doofa, and tonight we continue the adventures of Paige Renfield and Vox Noctis. So, in the last episode, uh, Paige and Ruben had a brief argument about Diablery and what it would take for Paige to become a full-blooded vampire, and Paige made the decision to remain a thin-blood. He didn't want to sacrifice his ability to feel and empathize with others, even if it meant becoming a quote-unquote real vampire. So, he was moved into the uh, communal haven for Thinbloods, run by Jared Wolf, a Thinblood himself. At least, presumably, as of now. Mere minutes after arriving at the communal haven for Thinbloods, Paige witnessed how uh, these poor souls are treated by the kindred of this city. As uh, Marley Scott, uh, the sheriff, basically did a raid on the place... Uh, and killed a Thinblood in pursuit of this uh, rogue uh, Samdi that he was pursuing. And a short little funeral was held for the deceased vampire, and then everyone very solemnly went to sleep. So, let's go ahead and do our chaos roll. Obviously, I bumped the chaos rank uh, back up to a 5. So let's go ahead and roll. That's a seven. So uh, nothing untoward happens. Uh, I'm going to say, uh, well, really what I'm going to do depends on uh, what I roll in this rouse check. Uh, Because if I fail, I'm going to be at hunger five and I'm immediately going hunting. I rolled a two. Well, looks like I am immediately going hunting. Uh, I think what was going to happen was Jared was going to be like, right, let me give you a tour, let me introduce you to some of your fellow Thinbloods, but Paige wakes up, Jared shows up at the door, Paige is, like, cranky, and I think Jared realizes after a moment, oh, this isn't, like, this is more than just, like, the stress of recent days, this is hunger, alright, you can go feed. Uh, so... Real quick, we're just going to keep uh, the feeding and the tour all confined to one scene. Unless something goes horribly wrong when we feed. So we're just going to head into a blood bank. Uh, It's going to be Dexterity Larceny. Uh, DC of three uh, for one blood bag. Every additional success gives an additional bag of blood. Uh, Oh, that is sick, actually. Oh no, I did roll messy crit, but one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I got seven successes on six die. You know what? Not a terrible start. So, what happens is Paige opens the fridge. First of all, he gets three, four, five, six, seven, so five bags of blood. Uh, I think he immediately, right there on the spot, devours, let's say, three of them. 
So he immediately drops his hunger to three. Uh, and uh, he kind of catches himself, but he's very clearly made a mess. And he doesn't have time to clean it, so he just grabs two more and skedaddles. Uh, he's going to uh, down one of them. And he's going to keep the final one as a spare. So we are finally down to one point of hunger. Thank Kane. So uh, that whole thing happens. It'll definitely be suspicious. I'm actually going to put in my notes plus one difficulty to next hunting roll. Uh, just because I think that's fair. And I actually think... On his way back to the Haven, we're just going to say that takes uh, one hour. So we are on hour two of eight. Uh, I think Paige is going to try and call Bryn to let them know what's up. Does Bryn answer? I, I was very coy two episodes ago about what's happening with Bryn. I still have that on my list of threads. And because of that, I'm going to say it's unlikely. No. So, Bryn doesn't answer. Paige probably calls a couple of times, and eventually leaves a voicemail and just says, Hey, uh, Bryn, I was just calling to let you know. Sorry I didn't make it there tonight. I found a, found a new apartment. Uh, I guess... Uh, send me a voicemail, or send me a text, or whatever, when you get this, we, we should talk soon. Uh, stay safe. Hangs up. And... If he hurt them... And he's going to immediately just turn, do a U-turn, and he's going to head to Bryn's college campus. Uh, what is the state of the campus? I'm actually going to roll with the Universal NPC Emulator's, uh, demeanor. Mysterious. Interesting. I think what's happening is there are police outside. There are police searching the, uh, the place, but they're not telling students why? None of the students know why. They've just been told to stay in their dorms and cooperate with the authorities. And I think the reason for that, for this, you know, probably blatant breaking of the laws, is that I'm going to say there's some second inquisition involved here. Because Ruben was definitely involved in whatever happened here. Did Bryn actually disappear? Is this like a missing person? Or is it investigating a mysterious assault that happened in the night? I'm gonna say that it's 50-50. So on a yes, Bryn is still here. No. So they are investigating Bryn Bush's disappearance. It makes sense that no one would really notice. We did establish that they have a dorm to themselves. So I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to make Wits Investigation at a... Oh, it's going to be at a minus two, because I'm a known blank body, and so if SI's here, it's going to be very hard. Uh, 
So let's see what I find. Uh, one success equals one question I can ask. Uh, one, two, three. Nice. Uh, and the only one that failed was my hunger die, as per usual. So uh, first question is, is Bryn still alive? Knowing what I know, because I'm not going to go fully into what this is yet, but spoilers, it was Ruben. Uh, or what I think it is. Maybe maybe it'll turn out to be completely different. But I'm going to say that it is likely that they're still alive. Yes, okay. Oh, I've never been more scared. <laughs> uh, next question. Where are they? Where are they? Da-da. Library. Ooh. Interesting. Uh, ooh, are they in the campus library? Ooh, what if Bryn is intentionally hiding? I, normally I'd say 50-50. I'm going to say somewhat likely, just because I think it's a cool plot hook. No, but. So they're not in the campus library. But that is actually better for Paige, because again, the whole campus is crawling with Second Inquisition. Lastly, what do I have to do to get them back safely? Recruit tension. Hmm. So, uh, Paige heads off campus and is going to try and find, uh, Bryn. Uh, recruit tension, I'm going to say that basically Paige... Uh, we'll need the help of Vox Noctis to recover Bryn. But uh, how do we call a meeting? Because Bryn was our mouthpiece. You know what? I'll say it's going to be it's going to be something streetwise. Uh, let's do. I feel like I do wits too much, but also it is my highest attribute. <laughs> uh, let's do wits. I don't feel bad. <laughs> That's why I maxed it out. So, uh, let's do Wits Streetwise. Minus two. Uh, because it's harder for Page to directly contact them. I'm gonna say it's DC4. We're going to need four successes to find Bryn on five die. Come on. No successes! Un I'm willpowering. Absolutely. I can only willpower four die, though, so... Every single one of these has to pass. Come on. I'm gonna roll them one at a time. Fail. Oh, that's a ten. Come on. That's a nine. That's a success. And that's a two. Okay, so... I, I'm going to do what I would do to my players. I'm going to extend an olive branch and use it to flatten myself upside the head. The Vox Noctis manages to find Bryn. But, but what? There really needs to be a table of like, it's just this happens, but. <laughs> That'd be a great table for a uh, solo roleplay. A 
punish illusions. Oh no. Oh no. So I think uh after I'll say because I was two successes successes short, it also takes a full two hours to find Bryn, so that's already half the night gone. But eventually, Paige goes to like door to door visiting members of Vox Noctis, telling them like, hey, Bryn has gone missing and I need your help finding them, please. And eventually they find Bryn. Uh, at this, they, they find them at the library. I should have, you know what? I'm going to say it only took us the standard. Uh, I'm going to say it took us half an hour because we already knew the location. So I should have knocked down the DC for myself a little bit. They do find Bryn at the library. It does take them a good amount of time, but they find Bryn. They bring Bryn out. And Bryn has dried blood on their mouth. Like, they've been drinking blood. And I'm going to mark off the plot thread. Ghouling Bryn. Reuben has at least attempted to ghoul Bryn. But I think it didn't go through. Bryn resisted. Maybe Bryn is like naturally resistant to the blood bond. Yeah, that could be true in our world. So Bryn could not be ghouled. Bryn could not be manipulated. So Reuben used dominate. Bryn is brought out. Uh, People have to help them to their feet. They are so thankful that they've been found. Talks about how they're... I'm sorry for everything... I feel like if we're going crazy, I feel like I should go to a doctor. And everyone's just like, Bryn, Bryn, it's all right. You're safe now. You're with, you're with us. You're with friends. You're with Paige. And Bryn looks up and sees Paige. And Paige runs up, hugs Bryn as tight as he can. And Bryn screams and struggles and fights to pull away from Paige. And I think eventually Paige does let go and says, Bren, Bren, it's me. It's okay. I'm sorry. I, I know that I, you trust in me. And I, and Bren just says, you're dead. You're dead. You died. You're a corpse. It's all over the news. You died. You shouldn't be here. And Paige blinks and says, Bren, I... Did I die? I'm, but I'm here. No, you're not. I. And Bryn just runs out of the library. Can you put together what happened? He. I'm gonna say Wits Occult. Uh, actually, yeah, Wits Occult. Uh, with a. This is gonna be my biggest dice pool yet. I'm not going to say this is parapsychology, even though this feels like parapsychology, but it feels more like cheating, so I'm not going to be that nice to myself. Difficulty of... Uh, I'll, I'll just judge it when I roll the dice. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. Absolutely. So Paige 
remembers the stories of how vampires can manipulate people. He remembers he remembers Reuben specifically, like silencing Jared with a word and balls his hands into fists, looks around at everyone, and just says, Make sure Brynn safe. I'm going to find the one who did this, and I'm going to kill him. And Paige leaves. So, that was an ordeal. We're going to bump the chaos rank up to a six. For sure. Uh, Good lord. Next scene. I think Paige needs someone to talk to. He's just going to go to the Haven. He's just going to go to the Haven. And he's going to... I guess he's going to go on that tour. Uh, he's going to try and, I guess, meet some people to recruit in his revenge mission against the Baron. So, let's do our chaos roll against the rank of six. That's a seven, so just barely. But, Paige arrives. Uh, we'll say it's an hour later. Uh, we'll say it's 30 minutes later, which would bring us up to, uh, hour three. So, Paige arrives. Uh... What is Jared's demeanor? Jared is friendly and focused on your experience. Oh, that's nice. So Paige shows up, head to the commons area, very upset. The whole just atmosphere of the room is grim because, you know, a lot of these people saw one of their best friends murdered yesterday by someone who's supposed to protect them. And uh, Jared approaches Paige. Uh, still dressed, you know, a little raggedy, a little plainly. Uh, says, "Hey, Paige, I, I, I was, I, I'd gotten worried about you. You said you just went to feed, and it's been, God, how long has it been?" Looks down at a watch. Paige just says, "I'm, I'm sorry. I got a little, I got a little lost. I, I'm fine. I'm fine." Um, manipulation subterfuge from Paige. Gonna be a DC of just three. But also, it's two die from Paige. So, oh, when that roll was so bad, it went out my dice tray. I got two successes, though. So it's not enough to convince Jared nothing's wrong. I'm gonna say it's enough to convince Jared that it's not his problem. Or enough to convince Jared to stay off Paige's case for now. So Jared says... Uh, right, I, I, I was gonna give you a t- tour of the Haven, uh, get you acqu- acquainted with, with everyone there is to know, uh, j- just, you know, get, get you, get you settled in, cause he sits down and he, he has the most cool counselor, like a kid's summer camp energy, sits down uh, next page it says, "Hey, bud, I, I've seen a lot of Duskborn, like like you, like me, like everyone here, g- go through that that test, that sick 
sick game the Baron plays, and it it sucks. But trust me, you 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 made the right choice. You're here with people who remember what it, what it was like to be human, and that's no small feat. We're we're all here to help you. These are dark times, but you can be happy as one of us. Paige just nods, doesn't look at Jared, and just says, Okay, let's do this tour. Uh, and the tour commences. Does Paige find anyone useful? He's basically going to be using this uh, tour as a uh, an opportunity to network. Uh, I do want to create at least one more NPC. Uh, just so it's not just Jared and his uh, Hall of Red Shirts. Uh, I'm going to say... I want to say something like... Composure... Composure etiquette? To, like, try and network throughout the tour? I guess, why not? It's only if you die, but... I can try... Uh, one, two, three, sick. Uh, we meet someone mildly, mildly useful. I'm going to say it is an, a sort of experienced neonate. Uh, someone who has, someone who's, like, done some stuff. They'd barely be like a one-dot mala, but they're not useless. Uh, who is the main person we meet? A solemn master. I think uh, they're a Banu Hakim. A uh, thin blood, yeah. Oh, I do like that. They're a Banu Hakim thin blood. Uh, probably something of like a guard, like just standing guard and such. Uh, and how how does Paige make a good impression with them? They're solemn. Uh. It says their current mood is hostile, uh, focused on your relics. So, how does Paige make a good first impression with someone like this? I'm going to say it's... Well, no, I did the Composure Resolve roll. So, I think Paige looks at this person, uh, realizes that they're not just tired muscle. Because hired muscle would just give, like, you know... Once over, oh, you look fine. This guy, this guy pats down anyone who comes up trying to access wherever he's guarding. Uh, let's go ahead and generate a name for him. Uh, let's make it a whammon. Why not? Uh, Tamara Patterson. Uh, thin blood of the Bonnie Hakeem. But yeah, Paige recognizes that this is someone with principles. They're not here because it is a job. They are here because they know that, like, these are people. These are her people. And they need protecting. And she's capable of protecting them. And I think Paige also plays off of the anger of what happened to the sheriff last night. So Paige and Tamara kind of... Tamara's a little... Uh, wary of Paige, maybe considers his showing up in the 
uh, death of Dalton, like a bad omen, maybe. But Page does manage to show sympathy, and he tries to show a similar conviction. Yeah, I... I haven't been a vampire for long. Less than a week at this point, but... I've already seen too many people abuse their power. And it's good to see someone, you know, with power doing good. And he looks between Tamara and Jared. And I think Tamara realizes that Paige ain't talking about Jared. So this whole tour happens. Uh, let's roll up, I guess, an interesting factoid that we learn about the communal haven. Boop, boop. Oppose dispute. I think... I think a while ago, uh, Jared talks about this like it's all interesting history. There was, uh, you know, there was a mandate like no thin bloods. Uh, there are abominations before Cain, harbinger of the apocalypse. And eventually this place was built not out of, you know, oh, we need to make peace. We need to accept those other than us. It was made from a place of we don't have the resources to continue our genocide. So we're going to give these place a people. Hello? So we're going to give these people a place to live where we can keep an eye on them and keep them in line if we have to. And Paige is horrified. And it, does Jared realize how messed up this all is? Is he like actually like, yeah, this sucks? Or is he just uh, like a, a token thin blood, basically? I'm going to say 50-50. On a yes, he's a token thin blood. No. So Jared does really care about the plight of his people. So there is, there is an undertone of disgust as he tells this story. Uh, he can't help but like sneer and hesitate when he has to refer to the merciful act of Reuben West. But eventually, after, uh, we'll say an hour, so at hour four of eight, the tour wraps up. And Paige is returned to his apartment. Uh, he... Does he have, like, a roommate? Uh, I'm gonna say... I'm I'm just gonna say somewhat unlikely because I've already introduced an NPC. No. Alright, so... I think he sits on his bed. Uh, pulls out the bagged blood. I'm gonna say that at some point he brought, like, a... a f like, a icebox to keep it in. Throws the spare bag in an icebox. Sits on it. And he's going to... Pull out his phone and type a text to Bryn. Hey, I don't know what Reuben did to your head. I don't know what he told you. I don't know how he warped you. I don't know if you're my Bryn, if you're the person who's protected me and given me shelter for the past 10 years. I don't know if you're that person anymore, but I want you to know that I'm going to fight 
for who you used to be. I'm going to claw, and I'm going to scrape, and I'm going to kill the man who did this to us. And his hands shake as he types it, and he kind of realizes that, you know, this would absolutely trigger, like, whatever FBI's out there, and so it just does a couple backspaces, erases the entire message, and types four words. Long live Vox Noctis. That is where we are going to end this episode of Vox Noctis. Vox Noctis.